This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Stuff fun. No, no. Uh, sorry, I wasn't here yesterday. Of course, the great Jeff Graham was, and he did a great show, as well as today's show as well. Sorry. Uh, but uh, yesterday was just absolutely beautiful. I don't know what's what's better. Is today as good, if not better, than yesterday? Uh, uh, every week we say, "Oh, this is Indian summer," and it's Indian summer all over again. It's like deja vu. Uh, it's like that bad uh, Bill Murray movie that everyone talks about, uh, Groundhog Day. Everyone loves that movie. And, of course, I bring him up because he's in a lot of trouble for having straddled a woman on the set at the ripe old age of, like, 74 years old when he did. I don't know when he... It was more... Actually, I think it happened this past spring. How old is Bill Murray? He's such a handsome dude. Still thinks chicks want him. Uh, I, I'm, it's just amazing how dumb people can be to, to do... And he had to give a hush money or the production company $100,000. Now it all comes out. Bill Murray, again, I like the guy, funny. My brother met him at least three times in the city and talked to him for quite a bit. Not that anyone cares about that, but it's one of those celebrity sightings that I'm uh, somewhat uh, uh, you know, curious of because I, I haven't had many myself, so I have to rely on my brother's memories of that. But anyway, uh, Bill Murray got in trouble, I believe, this past spring. And uh, so there you have it. So that's the latest. Uh, and I don't know why I brought him up. Although it's funny. It's funny I should bring up Bill Murray because someone uh, last week on Facebook said, what's a good family movie for a 10-year-old and, and others? Name a good 80s movie from that generation. Actually, I don't know if she, if she added the 80s thing. I'm just in an 80s type of mood, like Lefty would say. But nonetheless, I said, why don't you watch Meatballs? <laughs> of course, she had no clue. And she's at least 20 years younger than I am. She had no clue what I was talking about. But that is a good, wholesome movie. Uh, in fact, I don't even think it's from the 80s. That's from 1979. Anyway, it's a Bill Murray uh, afternoon here on the Live at Five show. Thought I'd throw a couple of those, not, uh, you know, uh, uh, lesser-known Murray movies. So today I'm driving. I'm trying to save time. Have you noticed there's more construction in Watertown than ever? Than more so than after the Great Fire of 1849, when every practically every building in town burnt down to the to the ground of a massive fire from O'Malley's uh, uh, cow. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and like every town did back in the day when everything was made out of timber 
And now today, you drive around Watertown, I'm on Massey Street. It doesn't matter where you are. There's construction everywhere. And it seems like it just started off on your neighborhood corner. They've been fixing a lot of corners. We've got a lot of corners, Rock. And it seems like every corner in this city right now has either been fixed just yesterday or is about to be or is being fixed. And there's trucks everywhere. And I didn't realize how complicated it was to, to rebuild corners. I don't know if they're putting an optics under there or they're just fixing old ones. They're just doing corners. You know, granted, they're doing other work, too. Massey Street today. I had to go through an obstacle course to get to OIP uh, Pizza. I, I don't know. I just, for some reason or other, I got this OIP uh, uh, trip in my head. So I, I, and it just took me a little bit to get there. I almost gave up. But I took uh, uh, Coffee and Street the opposite way. And uh, got through uh, off uh, the Court Street Annex there through through that. Uh, unbel- and by the way, when you go into the parking lot there, that's uh, the Colonial, what is it, the Colonial uh, um, Laundromat and Pizzeria. But great combination. Eat pizza and do your laundry at the same time. There's a huge incline there. And at times in recent weeks, they've closed that off too because apparently people have been bottom, you know, bottomed out there. You bottomed out. You bottomed out. And today, thank God it was open. I would not have been able to get in there. It was lit- it, it took that. It took ingenuity. It took know-how, to get around these guys. And it, you know, again, work it must be done. Streets must be redone. But can you imagine how much money you lose on a strip like that on any given day or two? No one's gonna. Sh- I, I, I was lucky I got in there. Anyway, that that was my observation uh, of uh, if anyone wants to comment about the construction and so forth. But the the one reason why I was behind uh, JBY's Plaza today, I took that crazy road. You feel like you're in San Francisco going down that 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 winding road from behind what used to be uh, you know the Liberty Building. I don't know what they call it now, where Coughlin Printing is. And there's a road that leads down to the JBY's. Well, of course, that leads you right smack in the middle of that is the Pavilion. And for the first time, yours truly, although I've driven along uh, City Center Drive and have looked over at the pavilion, and we all know in recent months there's a lot of controversy behind the fact that there's homeless people been residing in it because there's electricity and shelter, of course, no walls. And today I'm coming down that windy road, and I look up and I see at least five or six people, one of which is a woman. She's very animated. She's got it all figured out. She's telling everyone what's on her mind. That must be interesting. And at least two, three other dudes are standing there. And, I'm th- and, the, and I see clothes kind of scattered about or possessions. You know, it wasn't just your ordinary picnic, mind you. But what really grabbed me, and I know this sounds awful, and this is what makes Glenn Curry really a bad human being when it comes right down to it. But as I was driving, I also noticed that there were two dogs there, too, tied up to the, to the railing or whatever, one of the posts. And isn't that crazy? It's like, I know it's like, oh, yeah, there's people living in there. Isn't that awful? And then you see two dogs there. You know, I mean, now it's turning into like a comedy. I, 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 it sounds that way, but I, I mean it in a sense where, you know, people can get out of that. They can, you know, they wise it up to themselves and realize, geez, I can get out of this. But those dogs, they can't. They can't untie themselves from that post. They're hang- they, they got stuck with you. <laughs> It's great that they got stuck with, with you know, uh, human beings. That's what dogs want. That, they're our world's best friend. But uh, they don't want homeless human beings. That's, you know, I tie them up to a post. So when I see that, I, I kind of feel more sympathy. This is awful. God, forgive me. As a Catholic boy that I'm supposed to be, that I've, you've probably given up on me a long, long time ago. I look at that scenario and I say, I feel sorry for everything there, especially the two dogs. And they're two cute dogs, too. Couldn't have been ugly, ratty dogs that, that yap that no one likes? 
And I was like, oh, jeepers. It's so sad. Anyway, my observation of the day, throw whatever you want at me. But you can get out of a circumstance. You can, you know, uh, get call Alcoholics Anonymous, write a book, go on Oprah. But a dog can't do that. A dog needs your help. So, anyway, that's my observation. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray, what's happening? Well, I hated to call you a hundred times, but I've, I've got something real, really important to me, maybe. I, I don't know if you've been noticing on News Junkie, but they've been running these stories like, you know, everybody thinks this, everybody thinks that. And the newest one they ran was everybody out of Shamo thinks that we should change the, the name of the Indians to, right. like, something like the Ducks or something. Right, right. I, I mean, you know what? Not everybody thinks that. No, I it's don't true. think that. I went there for years. I went there from kindergartner to a high school student and out the door. And I don't think that it was anything wrong with it being the Lime Central Indians. No, of course not. And and by there the never w- was. No. And there, there isn't anything wrong with it now. No, there isn't. And but everybody thinks this. Well, I mean, this is what they put up. Not, everybody thinks this. Not everybody, uh, crazy. You don't think it. And I then a lot this. of people come on and... and the one that really makes me mad, and I'm not going to give her a name out, but I've, I've commented to her. Yeah. She's an ex-teacher that used to teach her. She's like the she's like the as far left as you can go. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, I, I, I see. I know what you're saying, Crazy Ray, but you know, you know, all of this is mob mentality. And by the way, do you watch? I mean, in your spare time, and I know we all had a lot more time to spend at home. Have you? Did you ever watch the the show with uh, uh, Sharon Osbourne, The Talk? Uh, and, oh, I love Sharon Osbourne. Right. I love the fact that she went over, finally went to Fox and, finally. and got away from the idiots. But she she was talking about how the African American woman hostess with her on that show, who comes across as so you know so friendly and they're, they're not political over there, she threw Sharon Osbourne under the bus. And I think it oh, all yeah. comes, but it comes down yeah. to what you're saying, though, Crazy Race. You say everyone, well, it's not everybody, but it's the it's this perpetual bandwagon that once you have an opportunity well, to throw one of your coworkers out and look good doing it, people choose to do that. That's why they say, oh, right. Indians are bad. We should get rid of that. They don't really believe that, Crazy Ray, but because of oh, peer, I know the they way don't other people believe it. Think. They yeah. just, it's something for them to latch on to and, and feel important. Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's like yesterday, the, and I'm not picking on Facebook, face, or not, I'm not picking on a. The news junkie, but you know they said they said, oh everybody really thought that we should change this. Uh, this should be the last year we should use Columbus Day, and it should be the indigenous blah blah blah. No, right. <laughs> I told my grandchildren right in the morning that it was Columbus Day, right? Exactly, and why it was Columbus Day, right? Right, and what do they do? Turn you around? Know, not everybody thinks this. I'm sorry. Right? No, I know it's it's awful. It's it's but it's it's and you know it's you know what's a good thing uh, as long as your grandchildren aren't indoctrinated yet, and maybe you might not have control of that crazy ray. They might well, one I day don't, turn on some you. Things, some things I hear out of their mouth that just scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm sure they, it does. You know, and, and, that they hear at their school already, and they're not even that old. No, and that's how that's how they start. That's why they want this whole sexual revolution to be, uh, you know, to handle. Oh, oh that, definitely. The, the kids. My my once my first grandson is only five years old, going on five, yeah. and he knows he, he he will spout out why it's okay for men to, and women. And men and men and women wow. and women to live together. How old is he? He spelled it right out, word for word. How old? He's going on five. Oh, shit, he's creepers. And he spelled it right out, word for word, because he's been, he's been like you said, he's been thrilled with it. Right. They should go to a uh, spelling bee. And I don't really bee. care. Right. Dude, I don't have anything against anybody. Live any way you want, but I don't, 
that you know, don't force it on me. You it's, know, I want to live the same way. I, we all say that's typical, and I'm not putting that down. But yeah, I say I the same thing. I don't want to go antiquing with you. Don't, don't, yeah, exactly. Don't force feed, and then of course when you say something in those terms, they go, "Oh, you're saying it. I know what you're saying." Sorry, uh, but uh, it, I don't know if it gets us anywhere, crazy Ray. That's my point. I think we've, I think we're losing this battle. You're right. I'm right. But people look at and us like we're worse than Putin. Out, and I don't care. You can have the movie, right. but it's weird. What movie was that? Sorry, I missed that one. Oh, it's in the theaters right now. It's the two guys they meet each other. Oh yes, uh, bros. Know, maybe that's not bros. strange to everybody else, but you it's know, strange to me. I don't want to be that way, but it is. But you know what, Crazy Ray? Uh, I had a statistic years ago that I would say one out of five is in the gay community, and I said based on those numbers, that that movie that you just referred to, Bros. I think it's called Bros. Uh, that should, yeah, that movie. No, sh- it's a it's a decent movie. No, I think. Oh, you saw, okay. Well, you didn't see it, but nonetheless, but, my here's my. Know, it's, but no, crazy no, way. Here's, here's my point. My point is, if if there's 20 percent of the adult population and others who are liberal enough to to accept that uh, that that population, and that's millions of others, why aren't they seeing this movie? Why does this guy have to point the finger at, uh, at what he calls uh, homophobes? Why aren't why isn't the gay community going to see that movie? He never asked that question. Again, another opportunity for him to stand out. And look good in the process, and of course, trying to salvage a movie that he that they probably invested it a lot of money. It looks like in. a funny movie, but don't, given the fact that I really just not interested in it, I'm not going to go see it. I mean, I'm just no. not interested. Right, in that's right. Because society, like Jay Bahar, will call you a homophobe. That's why crazy. Well, Ray. They, you know, they'll say, "Well, if it was two women, you'd be right there." Well, yeah, you may you may be right about that. You may <laughs> be right, crazy Ray. You always get things started. I my like friend. women. You know, I know you <laughs> do. The way it is, I if you like You're men, children. that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, I know. And, don't, you know, and, I don't. I don't want to watch a movie. I don't we care. We got to come up with a better term than "don't force feed it" because we, that just doesn't work. Sorry, just for the record. There, don't shame. Don't shame me at it. Don't exactly. shame me. Right, right. That's what the problem is with this world. Yes, like uh, Tommy. Don't make me you. feel bad. They'll come on. Like, you know. Crazy Ray, thank you, you know? my friend. Thank you. And listen, just I, I know you and I are up at, at that age and so forth. Just relax. Leave the Indians alone. Exactly. <laughs> and, and by the way, the, Indi- the former Indians, the Guardians, are playing the Yankees tonight at 7 o'clock. So we hope the Guardians uh, don't do as well as the Yankees. So, but thanks, Crazy Ray. Thanks. All right, man. That's uh, Crazy Ray. But, man, I tell you, this, uh, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. But where do, you, where, do you, where do you go with that, brother? Where do we go? It, me, there's me saying the word brother. I, I, don't, I just can't get into the, uh, the way people talk sometimes. When people say bro. <laughs> what, what was that movie called? Bros? Is, is that, a, a, you know. I, that's the problem right there. That's why people aren't seeing it. If you called it bro, people would see, would see it. But bros? No, we're not going to see that. It's out of the question. Summer stock. Uh, 21 minutes after 5 o'clock. Uh, after five o'clock 755-1240. If you want to be like Crazy Ray, if you're as angry as he, he's not angry. He's just concerned. His five-year-old just basically spelled out everything in less than two sentences, and we're all in trouble. Five years old. You're not even in first grade yet. I barely could figure out the difference between Patty Duke and her cousin in the Patty Duke show when I was that age. I had no clue. Now they're telling you that this is okay and that's okay. Plus, you could spell it out like Crazy Ray's uh, grandson. It's incredible. Uh, 22 minutes after the uh, after uh, 5 o'clock. Um, you know, sports-wise, just real quick. Uh, I, I, I feel for Met fans. I really do. I was surrounded with them my entire life. I chose the other borough, thank God. Uh, but to watch those two games, I know they won the middle game there and it looked like they would, but uh, it's, uh, that game last night was uh, really bad. And not on top of that, uh, the manager, Buck Showalter, who I really admire when he was a Yankee manager and commentator at ESPN, 
he decides he wants to check out the back ears of Musgrove, the pitcher for the San Diego Padres. And the umpire is literally caressing the outline of his ears. And, and by the way, folks, after they, if the, the umpires had a conference later on, they, they know something was up. And another well-known player, another player tweeted something immediately after that last night. I saved it somewhere. It was from the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers. And no, it wasn't Bob Euchre. But he said, yeah, they use that stuff called Red Hot, and, they, and it glistens. And, it, and they put it behind the earlobes. So I'm like, oh, geez. He was, he was cheating. And he did have a, a guilty look to him when they first, you know, you know. So something was definitely up. So, but that said, it, they walk away, you know, of course, what's his name? Muchado, the third baseman, used to be with Baltimore, uh, who also looks like uh, Aaron Hernandez, if you take a good look at him. Only he's not as handsome as Aaron was, but he was giving some looks over there to the Met uh, dugout after that. But in reality, Musgrove was, was doing something wrong. The velocity and the rotation on his pitches was off the charts. So uh, you watch. The next game he pitches, who's he go against? Against the Dodgers? Does he go to the uh, – they're, they're going to light him up. He's not going to take that chance again because they had a conference after that. That, time, that that When they let him go, the umpires still talked about it. So I talked to Bazzini. Uh And, again, it it's, it's also could be a, a part of, like, he's a Latino player. They don't want to make a big thing on national TV. Uh, you know, that's, that would be bad. So, anyway, 755-1240 uh, is, is the number. And the other thing yesterday – um, the alleged uh, hit on uh, Tom Brady, which that's absurd. Someone called it a textbook sack, and it's exactly what it was. I mean, Tom Brady has a better chance of getting hurt in his, in his wife's bedroom you know, than, than that play. And it changed the game. Um, the, the Falcons could have won that game. So, you know, I know this whole latest thing with the Miami guy, Luau, or Ali, whatever his name is. Yeah, they screwed up on that, but uh, you, now they're overstating it. It's, well, that was a really bad call. All right, 25. You know what? It's one of those days. I get it because uh, 25 minutes after uh, 5 o'clock, by the way. Uh, the, the, the weather. Sorry, I was going to say the music. The weather is so good that a lot of people are out about uh, trying to squeeze in one or two days left in, in this beautiful, beautiful uh, season we have. Uh, so I get it. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a commercial break. You're listening to the Live at Five show with your so-called host. If I can find the mouse, uh, I can get this uh, taken care of, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Carolina Chuck, and it's the C5807. Uh, welcome back, and it's still not at 530, believe it or not. I thought I was blabbering a lot longer than that. Uh, This is uh, the cat, of course. Yeah, I can't, I can't play this too long, but I love this music. I've had this music now for, let's see, I think I, I think I started using this in 04, 05. Think about that, 17 years ago. All right, so I can't play too much. But anyway, uh, the algorithms is amazing how they can pick up on stuff like that. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. Uh, I'm just, I've been looking at News Junkie uh, into the break and just looking at local stuff. Again, no news is good news. I've been saying that for, the year, for years. Yeah, we could talk about, uh, you know, uh, Cliff Only and his latest. I don't know if there's a closed session tonight. I know they had one last Monday. So I don't know what's going on uh, in, in that realm. But, uh, again, as far as what's happening around town, uh, not much. I did read something sad, uh, Ted, from Ted and, and Amy. And I don't know if I can find it now. He is, uh, he's been on 93Q for many years. 
uh, down in Syracuse. And in fact, Jim, Jim Levin knows him very well. I don't know if he knows uh, uh, Ted's wife, but unfortunately, Ted's wife is uh, in bad health, and she's in the care of hospice. And I just had the story in front of me. Now it's not there. But nonetheless, that's, that's the gist of it. And she's too weak for a transplant. So I'm going to say Ted's probably my age, a little bit older. And let's assume that you know his wife is probably in the same area, but that's still very young. And it's just a shame where you get to that point where there's there's nothing you can do, and she's she's over the limit. She's over the you know the point where she can get a transplant. So that's sad. Um, and anyway, that that story, which I can't find right now, is on. So the other story that happened over the weekend was uh, the Lee Zelton story, a shooting outside uh, his house and out in Long Island. And it's a little confusing because, again, it's one of those things I, I, I get bits and pieces of. I never actually have looked at the whole story. I just get the headlines for that, and I'm sorry about it. But uh, at one point, it was a, there's a news was it Newsweek or Newsday, the newspaper out in Long Island. Uh, they were there on the site, of course, as you well, might well imagine. Uh, two, there was a drive-by shooting, and he lives in a very nice neighborhood, and it, and a couple of bullets went through the back of his fence when his two daughters were in there doing their homework. So, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, it's crazy. When I'm thinking of the story, I'm thinking, well, is, is he going to, you know, and, and this is just the, the evil side of Glenn Curry. Is, is he going to take advantage of this? You know? and, and, of course, that's exactly what Newsday did because he came out to do a press conference. In fact, they asked him, do you want to make, make some comments about this? Because they were there with the camera, the reporters. Oh, reporters, I'm going to jail. And uh, sure enough, they're all there. And then one of them asks the question, are you, in, in so many ways, are you exploiting this? And he goes, exploiting it? <laughs> it just, this just happened in my backyard. My two kids are in here in the house. The bullets are going piercing through my, through my property. How would I ever exploit this? You just asked me to do an interview. And it's amazing how vicious the, the left has become through their means. And of course, their means are you know, every me- media outlet there is other than Fox. And sometimes that's questionable. But th- imagine that. It's like, oh, oh, you're just taking advantage of this, aren't you? This, these drive-bys happen in other neighborhoods. You never comment about them, but all of a sudden it's closer to home. And, uh, you know, that whole angle. It, it's, it's like no matter what you do now, forget it. You're already out. And the other story, uh, t- and everyone, ca- no one cares about this, but it's her, n- her name is uh, Tuffy or Guppy. She's from Hawaii. And not, not for nothing, but I just don't take politicians from Hawaii seriously. I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I just don't. I think they live in a completely different world, and they're out of touch. And it shows in that that senator they have. I forget her name, but she's a complete moron. But I like Tulsi Gabbard. But it's like she should have left the Democratic Party years ago. It was very clear she wasn't part of the Democratic philosophy. In fact, uh, Hillary Clinton called her a Russian operative uh, back in the 2018. Uh, uh, well, well, after her run for president against Trump in 2016. And that pretty much banished her from the rest of the uh, from the party. She was she was she was an out, become an outcast. The other five families, sorry. Uh, so that's the latest there. So that and then of course Jeff Graham is all excited. He's got two. Got to got to give Jeff credit where credit is due. Uh, he's got uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik calling in yet again tomorrow during his show, uh, giving an, uh, everyone an update about her campaign. Uh, and the latest about her, her competitor this time, you know, uh, at least she's like a, a Rocky Balboa franchise. You know, er, every sequel, there's a new competitor. Actually, in the beginning, there was two. Uh, and I'm talking more in more recent years with that uh, one woman up in St. Lawrence County. She ran two years in a row. 
Then there was the baker before him, the guy with the grocery store in Williamsburg. And now there's this the CIA guy. So, you know, it's, it's like uh, Elise Stefanik, uh, part, part six. <laughs> uh, this time it's Capis, uh, what's his name already? Matt Costelli. Uh, but she'll be on to talk about Matt and her campaign. And then the and equal, if not greater news than that, is next. And Jeff is very excited, and so am I. And we're going to learn a lot. And I think this is the first, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Billy Caprera will be coming in next Tuesday. Jeff is very, uh, very proud about that. He, he called me up about it. He's mentioned it at least two, three times around the state. I've never seen Jeff more happy in my entire life, and I've known him a long time. And I'm not kidding when I say this. He's, he can't wait until he has Billy Caprera, on, and neither can I. Because, you know, we hear all these car, and Jeff alluded to this earlier. We hear all the car ads. We hear about this and that, great buys. But when we see all the news items about how hard it is to get a car over here overseas because of the chip problem and distribution and, and, and everything that is, is important to us, and why not hear it from a person who is sitting right at, you know, Right in, right in charge of a major dealership and family dealership from, for decades. They've seen how it was decades ago, years ago, and now they can honestly say they lived through COVID and how they dealt with that. And they all succeeded. You know, and again, I know businesses got PPE money and assistance, and thank God we did, but it takes a lot more than that to stay on your feet. And uh, obviously all the, the local dealerships did exactly that. And Billy will be coming in next Tuesday to talk about it and where the business is now and perhaps where it is in the future. I, I actually, I was talking to a, uh, an uh, auto guy not too long ago, and he says that Ford is changing their whole plan, uh, their business plan. And it's not going to be overnight, but it's going to be something that's going to be abruptly, actually, it's going to be a lot different, I should say, than it is now, uh, where, you know, I think they're going to take some pages out of the COVID book and, uh, and have people order their cars uh, from Ford manufacturing in order to where what you I mean, people are doing that right now as we speak. They'll they'll order the the color of the interior, you know, the wheels, moonroof or not. And I'm not saying all cars will sell. I'm sure to some degree that's impossible. I don't know if you can make money by just having people you know do it their way, like at Burger King or something. But Ford is moving in that direction, and there might be a time where dealerships might not look like where they they do today. It might all be essentially in a weird way out in the cloud. <clears throat> so, Billy, next uh, Tuesday, uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. Now, I've been talking about political people coming on and off the show here. We, we, we had a little flurry of activity there not too long ago, but we, we've had nothing since. Uh, but we will have, uh, I'm assuming, and, and, I, and I will be in contact with Susan, but Susan Duffy should be in uh, this week uh, for, for at some time or another. We've been, so we're getting closer and closer. But as far as all the judges, we got the judges, uh, the Congress people. I didn't get a call. I didn't get a, the nod from the Stefanik uh, team yet, at least. Yet! <clears throat> and eventually, um, hopefully, we'll talk to Claudia Tenney and her opponent. I haven't spoken. Steve Holden. I don't know if I even talked to him. I know Jeff did. Uh, but uh, none of the judges are getting back to us. A couple of them did at one point. Uh, you see the incumbent up there. He's buying billboards all over the place. You can't miss. You drive up and down Route 81. You swear that you, you, you've known the guy for the last three weeks intimately. So that's going on there. So if anyone decides to come on, in the, in the, and I've been blowing off a couple of uh, interviews in the meantime, thinking that it's going to be busy with political stuff, but I was mistaken. <clears throat> 
Uh, and needless to say, uh, the weather these days is, is exceptional. So and as far as ra radio is concerned, we're talk call-ins. This is when the numbers are cut back. People are just out and about, and I don't blame you. All right, so the other things going on, as I say that, I look at one of the judges. I see his ad banner on News Junkie, which is funny. Uh, anything else going on in the world? Oh, here it is. Ted Long is his name. It's amazing. All you got to do is refresh. You can find things that way. Uh, Ted Long has been with 93Q for many, many years. And, uh, and there's a picture of him and his wife. Oh, it's very lovely. And this is the sad. So uh, in late September, Ted went public with his wife. So just a couple of weeks ago, he started talking about his wife's battle with liver disease, uh, seeing it reach the point of crisis. So that's what's happening with uh, Ted and Amy. That's the t Ted of the Ted and Amy show. I met him. He's a really good guy, and Amy is too. And I know Jim knows them both very well. So that's sad about Ted's wife. She's in hospice as we speak. Uh, and and I, as I say that, I'm looking up here for the first time in a long time. I see that uh, Jeff had the drudge, the dreaded Drudge Report up here. And, uh, and News Junkie, of course, has this story, too. But Angela Lansbury died at 96 years old. Uh, she, her, her death was, uh, was questionable, though. A lot of people were suspect. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, of course, famous for a lot of things. But people know her for as Murder, She Wrote, which ran Sunday nights up, up on Channel 7 from, like, the... I don't know, for 10, 12 years? The longest run of a Sunday night show that I can remember other than uh, Bonanza uh, and uh, Walt Disney, for that matter. But uh, she had a 75-year career. She died at 96 years old. And the latest on, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Harvey, uh, Harvey Weinstein? You know, more and more is coming out, um, out about his relationship with Gwyneth Paltrow. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow obviously has had a great career, but it's one of those things where, you know, you could, like, for instance, the superintendent that uh, Jeff was talking about today, superintendent, he could have done this, great things, he did that, he brought this to the school, he brought that to the school, a lot of people learned under his tenure, uh, but also did uh, human surfing one night and was uh, uh, caught for DWI an hour later. This, this could be in his, in his old bit. Uh, but so in the case of Harvey Weinstein, or check that, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow says, oh, young actress, her, his, her mom got her started. And she did this movie, she did that movie, she did this, she, she, she did that. And she also had sex with Harvey Weinstein in order for her to get into the business. I mean, that's the one thing you don't want. You know, you want everything, you want every other accolade out there. But ultimately, that's going to be, ugh. And that's, uh, uh, Jeff was talking about the superintendent. Jeff was more w weirded out of the fact that the superintendent was doing uh, a, uh, surfing, or what do they call it, a body surfing at a football game, at homecoming. I'm assuming that's his old alma mater, but whatever. He is the, imagine that. Imagine Superintendent Fargo, or the one that just quit a couple of weeks ago, uh, after she realized uh, the, the, the principal at Wiley was basically running his own show over there in June. Uh, it just, just imagine that. Anyway, uh, that, 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 your, your, your superintendent is body surfing. And it's all on video, by the way. It's not like it's hearsay. And then, uh, and then about a couple hours later, he stopped for DWI. And, and like Jeff said, the, the DWI is bad, but it's not as bad as the body surfing. And in, I guess the way Jeff described it, he kind of makes sense because he was essentially saying that, yeah, that, you know, kids were touching an adult. You know, they're, 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 you know, you know what body surfing is. Typically, you see it at concerts. And this crazy bastard did it at a homecoming game. And he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be a reflection of, you know, of responsibility and, you know, getting, you know, staying, you know, keeping cool and collective. But now he, as the superintendent, I could, it's bad enough if, if it was a teacher 
or you know, custodian for that matter. But this guy is running the whole school district, and he's being passed on like like a dirty shirt. Just amazing. And so Jeff brought that. I'm glad Jeff talked about that uh, 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 today, because that's one of those stories you're just not going to read about or see on Channel Seven. All right, so no one's chiming in. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. You know what? This is when we check to see if the phones are working. Oh, you know what? They're not. So this is. Uh, I just been babbling. For, I just realized that none of the phones were. Let's see if I can get it started this way. All right, this might work. All right, so sometimes I got to kickstart the phone. It's weird. It's a crazy situation. It's like the days of Dave Mance have, have you know, bit us in the ass again or something. But anyway, I think the phones were not working. And now they are. So give me a shout at uh, 315-755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Uh, that's just a guess. That, <laughs> that the, oh, and by the way, another uh, key uh, element to you t- t- tonight. I keep on thinking it's Monday night. For Tuesday night, tonight, uh, the Yankees play the Guardians. That starts at 7.15 sharp, so I can't wait for that. I'm nervous as hell. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Watch the football game last night. Uh, which one? The Mets? Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, uh, yes. I saw parts of it. Yes, yes. They did the same call there that they did to Brady, except uh, Chris Jones actually stripped the ball from Carr, from the Raiders quarterback. And they fell down with the quarterback, and they called roughing the passer. Yeah, but it didn't hurt. it didn't help him in the end, though, because the Chiefs won that game, or unless I'm reading it wrong. You're saying Derek Carr? No, the Chiefs did win, but then the refs kind of went uh, lopsided the other way. Yeah. I, I, they knew they made such a big mistake and then gave the Chiefs some stuff. Why, why can't the refs have that conference more often and just say, look, I know what you thought it was, but you've got to be outnumbered by the two other guys. It's going to hurt your feelings. But at the end of the day, it's going to balance some bad calls. Yeah. Well, I think, I think one of the big problems there is they're never, they never had a team in Vegas for a reason, and I don't think they should have a, a team in Vegas. Why? Because you can't gamble on them? No, no they can, well, you can gamble on them. But they, uh, it's obvious that they do things to cover to make sure that the spread's not covered. And oh, really? Like Interesting. Okay, got it. Yeah. I do know this. When you're, when you're in Vegas, unless they change this rule, you can't bet on games that take place in Las Vegas. So, you, in, in other words, in a sports book in Vegas, and there's a million of them, you can't bet on yeah. Las Vegas games. And for that reason, because you know, you're too close to the, to the action, I guess. And I learned well, that when I went to yeah. in Arrowhead in Kansas City. So. Well, uh, well I, you know what? I, I think. Well, I have to look into it. I think it also applies to the team, but uh, you're probably right. This it was in Kansas City. Probably it probably wouldn't apply. But you're saying that you know because of the uh, the, the they they're in Las Vegas that they can they can they can sway the the the, the number. Oh, uh, I think I think I think they've got a lot of. I think there's a lot of influence. Really? Huh? I mean, the the, the bad calls that happened last night were ridiculous. Seemed like absolutely the, ridiculous. Every every ref that was on that field yesterday should, should be handed a pink slip immediately. I, I guess that they got to. And, and I'm a huge I'm a huge Chiefs fan. I'm, that's my team. No, no, but you want things to be done right. You want it to be done right. Yeah. I get it. I don't want to win the the wrong way. I've seen the Yankees win games from bad calls, and I, that always remains in the in my conscience. I don't like that. I don't like how my team wins by by, by a mistake. Uh, yeah. So uh, who do you got going in? I I came in like twenty third out of fifty with my picks. Win or lose. Uh, what what do you look at? Who's who's on the up and who's on the down uh, going into week six or seven, whatever it is. I think it's week seven. I know it's hard. To say. I mean, every every team in the AFC is is fantastic. The NFC. I mean, you got the Giants are four and one, but. Right. Dallas looks good, yeah. but they'll fall apart by Thanksgiving. The, the, the AFC is kind of like the red and black, and the uh, AFC, uh, the NFC is like the red and black, and uh, 
AFC is kind of like, you know, the NFL. Oh, really? Oh, boys to men. Interesting. <laughs> Not to put down red and black, but I get your point. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, are you surprised though that the Jets are, are three and are what are they? They're three and two. They're playing good. Yeah. They're making the right the coach. They're making the right play calls. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. And uh, and the Giants are surprisingly four and one. They won in uh, in. And by the way, I've totally forgot about that game. I I don't like this thing about London. They start like four or five hours early, and uh, I always forget them. So by the time that you know, I realize the game is on, it's already over. I you know, it's like, oh god, it could have been. Yeah, and I think playing in London can sway it. <laughs> It's hard to pick a game there because it can sway it one way or the I other. I know because these guys are, are, are in another dimension, and who knows how they're going to play in a foreign land. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. Thanks for the update. All right. Thanks, Glenn. I'll talk to you. That's uh, a sports dude, and uh, this is the Live at Five show. We'll do a break right now, and we'll be back right after this. Alex and Sarah had heard Mattress Express's WOTT. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> 11 minutes before the hour, 755, 755-1240. Uh, yeah, so I opened up the show. I was talking about how I was driving in the back of, uh, well, JBY's Plaza. So I got a good, good look at uh, you know, the pavilion there. And by the way, Donnie's not around. He's still in Florida. So we haven't had a report from Donnie regarding this, that, or the other, anything from City Hall. I said last week I, I didn't know about the, uh, the Ken Mix story because I blamed it on Donnie because he didn't text me about it. So, uh, you know, that was last week. Uh, and, of course, this week, you know, there's really nothing to talk about, like I said from the beginning. But, you know, th- that, that homeless uh, situation is not going away. And I know uh, Mr. Sameo has a proposal for one of his buildings on Arsenal Street. And uh, I know there was talk not too long ago of yet another building down there, which used to be the Globe. Um, that's, that's right near where I was. But anyway, as I was going down that little connector road, which I could just imagine that on an icy road. God bless you for going down that without good tires. Uh, I noticed at least four people uh, at the pavilion. So it looks like that situation hasn't changed. And I'm not, I'm not throwing, a, you know, like, uh, oh, there's, what? The city should clean that up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, just observing. And, and the re- only, the, one of the main reasons is that, you know, the, the people, it's unfortunate that anyone has to live in such circumstances. But that, again, I'm a believer that there's probably a reason behind it. And, uh, and, and there's also a society that enables it as well. And that's a horrible thing to say, but it is the truth. And we've noticed in these sanctuary uh, states and cities mostly, since they've had this very liberal attitude towards vagrants, towards homeless people, uh, those areas of those cities have only gotten worse. And the reason is is because the, the, the word gets out. It's like, uh, oh, uh, do you, you don't want to do anything? You want to blame society or your grandmother or your father? Uh, move to Portland, and they'll take care of you. Move to Los Angeles. Move to San Francisco. They'll give you drugs, too. Plus, you can get laid because there's a lot of people just like you who are basically doing the, the, the same thing, nothing. Now, yeah, I know there's a lot of reasons why people are, you know, go south. Uh, and, and, I sh- and I say that in a figurative way, where, you know, their lives just fall apart and they wind up homeless. And th- with this new economy, we're going to see legitimate, way- legitimate people who are trying their darndest, who are going to wind up in circumstances uh, like what you see at the, at the pavilion, only worse because they're not going to be accustomed to it and they're not going to know what to do. The, a lot of these people know, they're very accustomed to it. They adapted to it, adapt to it very well. So my question is this, if, you know, again, you want companionship, but do you really need a dog to be there with you as well? There's two dogs down there. Now, whether or not they were visiting or someone else's dogs, whichever, but I've heard that dogs have been living at the pavilion. I'm just like, dude, Get your, li- your own life together. Give the dog up. Give the dog up that someone that could take care of it. 
and and I know I have a little guilt of my own. I'm thinking, geez, there's there's physical bodies living in there, and I I'm more sympathetic to the to the dogs. Look at me. Uh, but the only reason why I I feel that way is because people can 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 leave. They can get their act together. They can change their ways if they want to. Uh, we see people in wheelchairs uh, doing more for their lives. Or you know, you see those commercials all the time about uh, soldiers who lost their limb limbs and their wives. The one video I've seen recently I said, "Here's a picture of me and my ex-wife." It's, oh, well, you know the story there. I mean, the, the the adversity that people deal with, and yet they still fuck. They still manage it. And you see, fun, you know, people with all ten fingers, all four feet, you know, two arms, two feet, two legs, whichever. And you know, I get it. They have some issues. Something happened in their lives. I hope they get their acts together. But don't bring the dogs into this. That's just cruel and unusual punishment, in my opinion. Seven, seven and a half minutes before the hour. Well, I tell you what, I, I don't think this weather could be any better. And the, the other thing about the weather is it's not too hot. There's a slight breeze. And here's the key. No bugs. None. Not even spiders. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah. Uh, talking about the, the whole, you know, place for the homeless right. for a while. Right. How about uh, Saint, the old St. Patch School? It's empty. Right. And they've already got rooms and bathrooms. And there's a lot of infrastructure out there, like you said, uh, but it's not so much that, my friend. And you, you would agree with this. It's who's going to operate it and who's going to pay the liability, who's going who's gonna to do this. It's going to cost thousands of dollars. It's not just an empty building with heat and water, which costs money, by the way, but who's going to manage it? And that's, what, that's the big question. How do you do it? I think the county's going to have to do it. Do they have enough personnel? Or they, you know, like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it's like the IRA. They're going to hire someone. Crazy Ray. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, yeah. saying things on the uh, Facebook and Internet, like right. all people. Right. I was on a news site <clears throat> on the phone, some news site. They said 98% of the people want Trump prosecuted. Yeah. Okay. What, 98% of the people here. 98? Is that, do you believe that? No, of course yeah, not. Right, right, but right. Like, like uh, Ray said. Yeah. People put a hundred, you know. Right. Almost everybody wants uh, this right. done. Almost everybody wants right. that done. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not true. Gotcha. I, I, but they keep putting it out. Yeah, like my Matt Costelli is one point behind Elise Stefanik. Yeah. He did his own poll. I said poll. Yeah, it, it's it's true. They 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 use that language, and you know, here's the thing: they can get away with it. And they can say, "Oh yeah, 98 yeah. percent of the yeah, people believe that Trump should be." Yeah, and and people want to jump on that stuff especially the real haters. Would you agree with me that the level of hatred towards the opposition is greater than the, how uh, you and I and people on our side, if, if, you know what I'm saying? We have enough reasons to dislike, or for that matter, hate the current administration. We really do because of what's happening to the economy and all this stuff, and yet we, we don't take it to the level and some other people take about Donald Trump, a guy who's not even president. Am I wrong on that or what? No, you're right, because the Democratic libs right now are worried about losing their power. And they're all about power, nothing else. They could care less about the people of this country and what's happening. People are living in poverty, and uh, people can hardly buy groceries and put fuel in their cars to right. get to work. Right. And if it keeps going up like they say it's going to... Right. People won't be able to uh, afford to go to work. I know. Everybody will be on assistance. And that's exactly 
what the Democratic libs want. They want control. Right. And they're worried right now they're going to lose their control. Mm. And they're going to do and say anything to convince people not to vote Republican. Well, I agree. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, my friend. Well, there you go. They say, a lot. they say the same thing about the Republicans, of course. Hi, you're in the air. Everything the opposite of what that guy said. Yeah, yeah, here we have it. Yeah, exactly. I just said that for you. I just said, well, everyone, yeah. say, everyone says Republicans are, are, you know, just horrible people, and they, they, don't, they want to destroy us. They're, we're misogynists. You know, we're, we're racist. And, and yet, you know, you heard what I asked that gentleman just moments ago. Uh, the level of hatred, is it, is it as, as much, if not greater than, the hatred towards a guy that's not even president anymore, S.G.? Be honest answer now. Honest answer. No, no, I don't <laughs> think it's hatred. It's just fact. It's that's, that's my mis- it's fact. You steal, you steal it's classified documents, and, and we're supposed to like not care about that? I mean, what's up with that? Oh, so that's enough. Okay, so you're saying that we, that's, that's a legitimate reason to really hate the ex-president. Because he had, you know, that is, especially yeah. if he sold him to the Saudis. We don't know what happened to him. Why would he do? Why would he sell anything to anybody? I mean, to make money. I mean, does he need money? Well, yeah, he needs money bad. He's got a lot of loans coming in. He needs money big time. <laughs> yeah, he's got like 300, 340 million lo- loans coming due like soon. Wow. Um, yeah, he needs money. And then like, like Jared Kushner got two billion dollars from the Saudis. Uh, right after he, uh, Trump left office, what's up with that? Well, because uh, he probably, get, you know, again, that's that's impressive in itself. Because last I saw, uh, Mr. Kushner is a member of the tribe that, for the most part, the Saudis don't like. So for him to do yeah, any I, deal I, with I the Saudi know, and make yeah. that amount of money, you know, hey, uh, kudos to uh, Mr. Kushner. Kushner, whatever. Doesn't seem right. And and he he flew over there right before, like on on uh, one six, he was over in, in with the Saudis. When all that was going oh on. really yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I don't mm. and then Trump had him all at his golf course recently so right I, right we don't know I'm not saying this yeah, is how you buy this is a nuclear bomb this is exactly how you make it wait but, a minute no I mean, this like, this is the design to battleship from Mattel oh uh, wrong <laughs> one sorry here it is but, but, go ahead but the guy says says the Republicans are worried worried about child uh, poverty they turned down the child the 50% drop in poverty with the child health credit uh, tax credit there, and and they wouldn't renew it. So you know, SG, I got to give you credit. Here's the thing: you should you should be you should take over uh, Jean Pierre's job. You should be the Democratic uh, uh, press secretary. You, you're more knowledgeable <laughs> than she is. You're not as yeah. cute as she is. I don't know how you look with gold makeup on your eye, eyelids, but you are much more knowledgeable than Jean Pierre. I, I mean that, and you I, defend the president a lot better that. than she does. So I, I'm going to nominate you for that for that job. I'm going to take these tapes <laughs> and I'm going to send them over to Jen Saki, who makes the ultimate decision anyway. Hey, he, this is your person. This is your guy right here, SG. Does he have a name? No, nope, he's like Madonna. He's SG. That's all he is. Don't even call him Dog Park Guy. That's an insult. He's SG. <laughs> oh, and what, what you're saying? What you're saying about dogs? Everybody's like that. Every everybody cares about uh, dogs, dogs and people than because people. dogs <laughs> can't get out. Those poor dogs can't. Even if they do get loose, they're gonna get run over by a truck on some road. I feel so bad for those it, dogs. I gotta get going. Animals in general. Yeah, no, yeah, I, but, I, but that's the way it is. I know. I know. I know. All right. More yeah. yeah, I know. I remember this comedian. They said, oh, a dog got hit by a truck and a puppy got hit by Once you hear the puppy, then you're real, real bad. AM 1240 WHN, what a time. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance.
I'm Peter King in Orlando. Angela Lansbury is being remembered with all the words you'd expect, like legend, icon, and in Audra McDonald's words, about the nicest lady you'd ever want to meet. 